0: Today, I got an email from a travel advisor who told me they desperately want to do email marketing. They were like, Sandra, we know how powerful it is. We see how powerful it is. As consumers, we see that when people send us emails, we buy. We buy from you. We buy from the brands we like. We buy from businesses that we like. But we have the biggest fear of becoming email marketers ourselves. You will not believe why it is that this travel advisor is afraid and what I told them afterwards. Hey there, I'm Sandra McLemore and I have trekked both the globe and the travel industry for over 25 years. From my first steps as a travel agent to my exciting career as a travel TV host and contributor on network news and morning shows. And now, coaching over 42,000 travel entrepreneurs. Guys, I've seen the highs and the lows of what it means to market and sell travel. Whether you're taking your very first steps in the industry or scaling up to reach amazing new goals, perhaps feeling a little bit adrift and looking for a compass, you, my friend, are in the right place. In each episode, we're going to learn from stories that inspire, strategies that work, and conversations that dive deep into the heart of starting up and scaling a travel business. Fasten your seatbelts, stow away your doubts, and prepare for takeoff. This is your boarding pass to the travel, marketing, media podcast. So I get it. Doing anything new can be scary, especially if it involves tech. The tech trauma, it's real. But becoming afraid to do email marketing when it is proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is the single most Powerful marketing tactic on the planet and it has been for some time. We're talking enormous return on investment once you get it right, when you have the right audience and you're sending the right content out. And that's a learning process. We coach people on that all the time. Uh, we have content to help travel advisors send out good emails that match their sales goals. But when I got this email in my inbox, Not only was it not the first time I've heard it, I've heard it thousands of times before, but it just hit differently this time because I talk about it a lot and I felt like I had overcome a lot of people's fears or helped them to overcome their fears. And every time I see someone say that they're afraid to become email marketers and they tell me why, I realize I have to keep supporting you through this process and educating you through it. So if this is the first time you're listening to me talk about the power of email marketing, we have so much content on it. We have coaching programs, training courses, blogs, articles, podcast episodes, you name it. Email us if you don't know where to start with email marketing. And if you want to get on that bandwagon, it is worth it. It is so powerful. It gives us such an amazing return on investment and it is just single-handedly the most powerful tactic for travel agencies. But listen to why this travel advisor was afraid. He said, I don't want to get unsubscribes. I don't want to build this email list full of hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people and then get emails unsubscribes. I don't want people to think I'm annoying and I don't want people to block me or mark me as spam. So can I talk on that? can I help you if you have those same concerns? Let me help you through that. Number one, people unsubscribing is a wonderful thing. Imagine if you stood on a stage at a travel show or a bridal expo, and you got to put yourself out there as an expert in destination weddings. And you take to the stage and you give a phenomenal, phenomenal presentation you talk about why a destination wedding is such an amazing idea the benefits the just the incredible memories that it makes the opportunity for relationships to be strengthened the fact that you can have your honeymoon right after like it's there's just so many reasons why destination weddings are amazing and then you get maybe 200 people at the event sign up for your email list A few days later, you send out an email to your entire email list, or maybe just that segment of people, that group of people who were at the event, and then you get 15 unsubscribes. It's only human to feel in that moment that we have just been rejected 15 times. It's bad. It's, it's, it feels uncomfortable. It's only human to feel like we have been rejected 15 times rejected. And not only did this person not want to hear from us, they almost essentially blocked us from sending emails to them. It'd be the equivalent if you said something to someone in person and they just walked away from you. That's how it feels in the beginning when you get unsubscribes to your email list. But let me tell you this. What if you could reframe those unsubscribes? And here's how. Those 15 people got your email And they realized before you that you weren't a good fit because there's actually no such thing as rejection in the dating world, in the job application, in the job hunting world or in sales. There is no such thing as rejection. Rejection is just a feeling. What's actually happened is one person or one party before the other have realized that you're not a good fit. So when I was dating and I remember this one guy said to me, you know what, I just, I'm not really feeling it. I'm sorry. I thought, oh my gosh, this is like the epitome of rejection. He's literally telling me to my face on the date towards the end, we were getting ready to leave, that he wasn't really feeling it and he did not want to go on a second date. And I thought, did you have to embarrass me? Why did you have to reject me to my face? But the alternative was just to ghost them, pretend that they were still interested. So stay on your email list, pretend they were interested, or just tell them so that they knew where they stood. Now, years later, I'm like, thank goodness, because how embarrassing to keep asking someone, do you want to go on a date? Do you want to have dinner? Do you want to chat on the phone? Texting them, they're not texting you back. He saved us both. And in that moment, that guy, call him Mr. X, Mr. X realized during the date that we were not a good fit. Now, what he doesn't and cannot speak for is how I felt about him. And I remember in the date thinking, oh, wow, this guy's really cool. I really liked him. He was funny and he was chatty and he was smart. He was very accomplished and very driven. But I wasn't what he was looking for. And actually, it's so funny because years later, we ran into each other at a television industry event and I said, oh, my gosh, you rejected me. And he said, no, don't say it like that. He said, do you know what it was? He said, you're the biggest catch and I know that your husband is so lucky, but you're not the kind of wife that I was looking for. I knew and always knew, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and I always knew that I wanted a stay-at-home wife. I wanted someone who was happy to stay at home and raise our kids. I wanted someone who was open to homeschooling and you were not that person. You were so driven and so ambitious. So I knew right then and there, you were not wife material for me. And I was like, why didn't you just say that? And he's like, well, it was our first date. So in that case, Mr. X realized that we were not a good fit. And he let me know. The 15 unsubscribes from you standing on the stage talking about destination weddings, they got the email, they read everything you said. And then they were like, oh, maybe a destination wedding is not for me. Or, oh, actually, yeah, no. This is not, not going to work out for us. Our family can't travel or maybe I hadn't thought through all the things. And so they unsubscribed knowing that they weren't a good fit for you. But we take it personally. So I encourage you to reframe your feelings and to look at it like, oh, that person just realized before us. Because sometimes it takes somebody requesting a quote and for you to go backwards and forth and be like, your budget is what? You want what for that? for us to realize that they're not a good fit for them but sometimes the other person realizes so that's the whole thing on rejection take it however you want to but try it that way there's no such thing as rejection when someone unsubscribes all they have done is realize that you're not the right fit for them I had 30 people unsubscribe from an email I sent the other day and the email was about um the email was specifically about measuring your marketing and these people unsubscribed. And I thought, well, that's good. 30 people just realized that they don't want anything to do with measuring their marketing. That makes them not my ideal client. They're not the right fit for me. They're looking for something simpler. They're looking for something that doesn't hold them accountable. They're looking for something that's less work. Whatever it is, they're just not interested in marketing. Whatever it is, maybe they have too many clients and they don't need any new clients, but they're not the right fit for me. I would rather have 100 people on my email list that actually are interested in what I have to say and to offer than 1,000 people who are not. So that's the first thing about unsubscribes and about processing unsubscribes. I get excited when I get unsubscribes because I look at my list, my email list, and I think everybody who's here wants to be here. It's kind of like looking around the room at your birthday party and being like, everyone loves me. They all want to be here nobody left or the people who left they're not my friends anyway how dare they leave in the middle of my party and not tell me so that's one way to process that here's another fear that this person had that this travel advisor had about email marketing he said I wouldn't even know what to say and I'd be worried that I would run out of things to say well there is so much that you can say in email marketing and there are so many things you should say and should not say If you have not taken our Revelation workbook um, experience, if you've not used Revelation workbook, it's free. Go to our website, go to travelmarketingandmedia.com slash revelation. It's a quick workbook. It takes you about 15 to 30 minutes. It will help you to map out what you want to sell, how much commission you can make, what kind of sales you need, how many clients you need, how many email subscribers you would need based on the click rates, based on your sales conversions in order to hit those commission goals. But one of the things that it asks you also to do is to narrow down your supplier list to six to 10 focused suppliers. A little bit different if you're doing FIT, but basically if you do family travel, if you do romance travel, if you do river cruising, ocean cruising, luxury cruising, you're always going to be able to narrow it down to your top six to 10 suppliers. And of course, we have an episode, a podcast episode. Go take a look, go to travelmarketingandmedia.com/slash podcasts, or just scroll through. We have an episode on how to narrow it down. But once you've narrowed it down to six to ten key suppliers, what are you sending out to your email list? You're sending out inspiring information, motivating information about the destinations that your key suppliers go to and the experiences you can have when you get there. So if you sell um let's say ALG vacations and one of the destinations you want to sell is the Dominican Republic, one of the destinations you want to sell is Mexico. You would then be writing about here are the three most popular areas in the Dominican Republic and a guide to which one suits your travel style. That's a great blog or a great podcast episode. You're not promoting ALG vacations. You're promoting the Dominican Republic because you know that when people come to you and they ask you about the Dominican Republic, you know that you're going to sell ALG vacations. Or say, for example, you want to sell a ton of Globus and you want to sell land tours and Avalon. Then you might say here are six destinations in Europe that are probably not on your radar but should be and that's because you know that Globus has tourists that go there or Avalon hits some of them on the river cruises. Again, you're not promoting Globus or Avalon. You're promoting your your knowledge and your expertise. If you haven't done it already, we have a free content planner on our website. Go to travelmarketingandmedia.com, scroll to the bottom of our website, and you'll see free content planner. Click on that, watch a 15-minute, 14-minute video, I'll show you how to do it. You can map out an entire year of content that matches the suppliers that you want to sell and the commission that you want to make. And it helps you to figure out the destinations and the experiences you need to talk about. And then here's the next fear. He said, I don't have time to do this consistently. And I'm fearful that I would fail because it requires consistency. Well, I have an answer for you on that as well. You do not need to write your own blogs. You do not need to write podcast scripts. You do not need to write video scripts. You do not need to schedule and upload your email marketing. There are people who can do that for you. Take a look at our All Access Pass, travelmarketingandmedia.com slash Pass. The best $300 you have ever spent. Unlimited downloads will literally get you years of content that you can send out every single week don't have time to upload it to your website or schedule your email marketing platform, don't have time to learn how to use an email marketing platform, we have services for that as well. There is zero reason why your fear should get in the way. And here's some advice that I gave on a live training that I did. I did a workshop this morning, 800 travel advisors and agents registered. And here is some advice that I gave them. Number one, You will always be afraid of someone. Do it afraid. Just do it afraid. I did this live this morning where I had to demonstrate two Excel workbooks. I hate Excel and Excel hates me more. I was so scared I'd make a mistake, so scared I'd mess something up. The numbers thing panicked me and I did. I messed it up a little bit, like a two out of 10 mess up and it was an eight out of 10 awesome, but you have to do it scared. The reason I did it scared was because I knew my audience needed it. I knew that these two workbooks would change their lives, that would change their businesses if they hadn't yet done that work. So sometimes you have to do it anyway. My first podcast episode, I was panicked. What if nobody listens to it? We're a five-star rated podcast. We have thousands and thousands of downloads every episode. Our statistics, our analytics tell us that 97% of advisors listen all the way through to the end of the episode. But I did it scared. You have to do things even when you're scared. If you wait until you're ready, you'll never do it because ready, being ready is an excuse. So that's what I think about fear. Here's the final thought for this episode. It's just a shorty today. The final thought for this episode is sometimes the best thing to do when you have a fear is to write it down. What is the worst possible thing that could happen? So I do the revelation workbook, I figure out my suppliers, I map out my commission and my sales, I go into the content planner and I get confused. Now what? Email us for help. Get on a one-on-one call. You know we do free 10-minute one-on-one calls to point you in the right direction. They're called quick support. Or maybe you pay somebody to do your email, to set up all, pay us or our partners to set up your email marketing platform for the first three months. And then your finances take a bit of a hit, something unexpected happens and you can't afford the next three months. There'll be a solution for that. But having a fear of something that has not happened yet, that is an irrational fear. So write down your fear and then ask yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen? We're going to take Houston's training wheels off this weekend for the first time. I have a huge fear. He's four years old. What is the worst thing that could happen? He could fall off his bike, he could scrape his skin, and he might bleed. That is the worst thing that could happen. He's not going to break an arm, he's not going to break a leg. But even if he did that, he's going to be okay. The fear of letting that fear get to me to the point that I choose to delay Him learning how to ride his bike without training wheels is detrimental for him. Letting your fear of email marketing, of being able to send out weekly emails, of annoying people, of people unsubscribing, of not knowing what to say, of not knowing how to get your email marketing platform set up. They are excuses. They're not fears because they're excuses of things that haven't happened yet that aren't real. Your feelings are real, but your excuses are not they're not legit I'm not co-signing on your excuses so I want you to head over to I'm going to put all these links in the show notes I want you to head over I want you to do the revelations workbook get those numbers sorted if you're not a numbers person you'll love this spreadsheet because it's so easy it's a little workbook then go and do the map out your marketing funnel we have an amazing marketing funnel map that you can follow along and map out all of your tactics And then go and do your content planner. And if you need help, just email us. We'll put you in the right direction. But you will know exactly what you're doing for 2024 and you will get on the email marketing train. Because once you're on the email marketing train, you start to make money. You start to make bookings. Your business will thrive. You'll only start working with people who want to do the kind of travel that you want to sell. You deserve to have a wildly profitable business, my friend. It's just whether or not you're willing to let your fears hold you back. And don't forget to sign up for the All Access Pass. Go to travelmarketingandmedia.com slash pass. I'll see you in the next episode. If this podcast episode resonated with you and you'd like to hear more, head over to travelmarketingandmedia.com slash podcast to get notified about new episodes and also listen to any that you may have missed. And if you'd like to ask a question about this episode, you can send it there for me to answer on a live Q&A. We'll see you in the next episode.